Dale. There you go. You know what, LZ? Before we get into the Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers stuff, and Les Need being pressed by Bloom Plasky because Les is going to join us a couple of minutes, keep this song going for a second, Curtis. Curtis is in for Laura today. I love where music has gone. Where Go on. R&B and hip-hop pioneered the sound, and the way that the different races and ethnicities have kind of taken from that sound and it kind of expanded on it in their own unique way. I love that. I love the way the sound has evolved. Now, I don't always love the songs necessarily, as you and I have talked about. Some of them are a little silly, but I love the sound of the music in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I I mean, I've always loved it when like reggaeton mixed in with someone else. Yeah. Like, that remix of Miente with Beyonce. Right. Like, just fire. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so anytime you get an opportunity to, to blend in multiple sounds, as long as it's done with respect and not yeah. just trying to make a quick buck. Right. Um, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. So good, man. So good. It's crazy. Um, so Aaron Rodgers also so good that it's crazy. Um, and I think that – I think he's had enough. And now – there have been a lot of comments made over the last 48 hours or so, uh, included by Aaron Rodgers, that would make you believe that perhaps his time in Green Bay is done. So let's go back in time a little bit because we were off yesterday because the Lakers were playing the Cavs uh, in this time slot yesterday. And we'll get to that too because we got a lot of thoughts on that particular game. But let me, let's hear from Aaron Rodgers immediately following the crushing loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as Aaron Rodgers and company lose in Green Bay in the NFC title game. Let me hear Aaron. I hope there's more opportunities, but I don't know. I mean, I really don't. And that stuff is out of my control. I mean, my future is a a beautiful mystery, I think. Uh, The present is such a gift to just be able to stay in the moment and to have uh, gratitude for being in a situation again and being with the guys and having fans at our stadium and maybe snow on an NFC championship game. I mean, I'm going to enjoy these moments for sure and just not worry about what happens down the line. Yeah, and he actually continued to elaborate on that and made an even stronger point about like, and I thought that was part of the sound that we would have, is that he basically said it's not up to him, right? Like the future's not a given, basically. And that sent alarms, (laughs) by the way, throughout the sports world because you're talking about one of the greatest players uh, in sports, Perhaps looking at a situation in Green Bay and saying st- some of the stuff you and I have talked about. There's no owner here, right? Like, mm-hmm. I can't go and complain to the owner to get something done. It's hard to get free agents here. You know, we know about the draft situation, right, and everything that's transpired there. It sounded like a guy who was very frustrated after that thing went down. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, and, and he has every right to be. Um, he played brilliantly. Brilliantly. He certainly played better than Tom Brady. He did. And by the way, the Brady love is mind-boggling to me. He was terrible in the second half in that game. Terrible in the second Awful. half. Awful. Awful. Todd Bowles in the defense is the, should get the game ball 37 times over in that game. Exactly. There were a couple of times he was chucking, and I was like going, is he just trying to keep it close? Right. Like, he looked <laughs> like he was terrified for his life on some of those throws. But Tom is going to the Super Bowl. Right. And Aaron Rodgers – you know, this might be the fourth fourth playoff game that I can recall in which he was flat out just killing it. Right. And came out on the wrong side of, of, of the game. And two of those and have been huge coaching mistakes. Huge coaching mistakes. Also, you know, and granted, I know they beat the Rams, but – I don't feel as if they have gone all in to maximize this latter part of his career. Right. They haven't gone after no. the the beast on either side of the ball. Yes. They've been sticking to like this homegrown sort of mentality. Correct. Which would have been great 10 years ago when he was 25, 26. But at 36, 37, that would have been like the Lakers keeping Lonzo and, and Kuz and Brandon Ingram together and say, come on, LeBron, you can you can do it. Right. <laughs> like, right. You need this, to speed you, some it, stuff up. Remember my cousin Vinny, Marissa Tomei? My biological clock is ticking. Well, his <laughs> football clock is ticking, to your point. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and what do they do with the first round? Pick they his took successor. a successor. Yeah. yeah it's so crazy. it's like, yeah. you know, I don't think they've done everything they can to, to maximize, and they just depend on him to cover – you know, their mistakes, whether it's coaching mistakes or, you know, personnel mistakes. And so, of course, he's going to be frustrated because he hasn't thrown 10 interceptions in a season in a decade. <laughs> yeah, no question. <laughs> so he's like, it ain't me, dog. Right, for sure. And he threw one the other day and still was able to put them back in a position he, to potentially um, he threw tie or win the game. After yeah. his receiver was, was held and wasn't called. Right. They replayed it. He was thought it was a pass interference call. They wasn't called, and that's why I got intercepted. Right, 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 for sure. Now, he kind of backtracked a little bit. He does a weekly appearance on the Pat McAfee show on SiriusXM. And I want to say maybe backtrack is strong, but you could tell he was less emotional when discussing this today. Let's hear Aaron. Now, obviously, after the season that I had and, um, you know, potentially winning MVP, and, you know, we that's obviously funny. made it another good run, I don't think – that there's any reason why I wouldn't be back. But, look, I think there's there's not many absolutes, as you guys know, in this business. So to to make an absolute statement about something that is is not an absolute, it's just I, I didn't do it, you know, and I, I guess that's why I went kind of nuts. Right. So he didn't say that he'd definitely be back and people are freaking out, but he also wasn't super-duper reassuring there either. No, he wasn't. You know, Aaron is a very philosophical person and philosophical people in general stick out in, you know, regular everyday society. But certainly someone who is an introspective as an Aaron Rodgers is going to have everything they said looked at through a magnifying glass where they're so cognizant of their words. And so while he may feel, you know, 
some things may have been perhaps pushed too far or misconstrued. The reality is, is that you fed us in the media a steady diet of surgical pre precision, of, pre of, of just clarity in your comments. And so when you say something along those lines that makes it sound as if you're not sure if you're going to be back, you can't backtrack and make it sound as if we misinterpret it because you're very careful with your words. Right, right. So you we said we, what you we, said. That, yeah, I mean, he's got these very LeBron in that sense. All right, last thing before we go here, because Les is going to join us in about three or four minutes. Les Snead, the Rams general manager. So today, Les Snead was being peppered be about mm -hmm. his quarterback, Jared Goff, and was asked. Was that lemon pepper? Uh, <laughs> perhaps. Um, you know, the, the Clippers are playing this afternoon, so there is that. Um, Les Snead acknowledges, according to Lindsay Theory, it would be difficult to move on from Jared Goff because of the salary cap, but also says, quote, anything can be done in the salary cap. He was also asked uh, by um, Gary Klein of the LA Times if there's a scenario where they would cut or trade Goff. He says he wasn't going to get into specifics. Jared Goff is a Ram at this moment were the words he chose. So much like Aaron chose his words carefully, uh, but understanding that we always parse them, um, they're not silly. They, they know what this business is like. They did that. And Bill Plaschke, before we go here, decided to give Les one more out. And here's what the great Bill Plaschke of the LA Times said. Given your uncertainty today, you know you could end all this. You're setting yourself up for a whole summer of questions about Jared, you can end it right now by saying he's a quarterback of the future for this team. So, I mean, you you realize what you're setting yourself up for here. Well, I mean, but in this job, right, you're always going to get questions. So I, I think that... But I'm giving you a chance. I'm giving you one more chance to say he's your quarterback. Oh, Jared Goff's the... He's a, he's a Ram right, right now. So what's the date? <laughs> I'll look at... That's January 26. I mean, that's that's a fact. That's obvious. He's right. I mean, he's number two in wins. Him and Sean have partnered together. I mean, that's it. I mean, Tom Brady's got more. And the, the things Tom Brady's doing, I don't even know if I can put that in words. I mean, so uh, that's been a heck of a partnership. What I do know is, and I think the the real thing that should come out of this is, hey, we want to be a better offense. So that's Rams general manager Les mm. Snead with Bill Plasky earlier today on Zoom. The general manager, who you just heard there, Les Snead, will join us in two and a half minutes. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Rams general manager Les Snead going to join us here in just a second. Don't forget, coming up uh, at 5.30, Dave McMiniman is going to stop by. Ramona Shelburne at 6.15. Obviously, we will spend a lot of time uh, talking about the celebration of Kobe Bryant's life and, of course, what's going on currently with his squad, the Los Angeles Lakers, as they're on the road and continue to win on the road. But let's talk some football here, some Rams football with their GM, Les Snead, who joins us here now on 710 ESPN. Les, thank you so much for always taking the time. 
Um, let's start here because we were just playing some of the audio from the Zoom session you had with the media today. And I guess my question is, I know a lot of questions about the quarterback position, but what needs to be done to improve that position? Well, I think the, I think the in in and one thing I reiterated then, and I know the uh, the QB is always uh, uh, I guess I would say more entertaining uh, to talk about, but I think at the uh, end of the day, it's it's when and this all somewhat started right post divisional loss to Green Bay, and Sean mentioned, hey, he wanted the you know offense to improve. He wasn't satisfied with maybe the point score per game of the offense, things like that. So, right. QB is pretty simple, uh, you know, in, in particular this year, right? Turn the ball over less. Uh, don't have to be as brilliant in terms of down in and down out. Turn it over less. But that's not just going to improve the offense, right? It, 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 you can get down to the, the five eligibles, right? Can those five eligibles maybe beat man to man coverage more consistently? Can uh, you eliminate some, some drops in some crucial situations? Can the OL give up less edges in third and longs, things like that. So, right, yes, uh, as Sean said, not satisfied, want to get better, know we can be better, know that getting better will help us maybe advance to one of those last two games uh, instead of the divisional round. And that that includes the QB and that that includes the GM and and helping the QB and helping Sean and uh, the offensive staff. That includes, uh, you know, all of us and everyone playing. That was real cute, Les. I really appreciated that. That was real adorable. <laughs> well, the, I always say the uh, <laughs> well, let's be right. Talk, when talk you're actually, wait, 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 fundamental. Wait, 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 Les, Les. I, I, I do. I, to LZ's point, you did you play quarterback at any point in your life, Les? No, I was certainly not good enough to play quarterback. Oh, 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 but I you guess. talk like one for sure because quarterbacks are the <laughs> masters of saying a lot and saying a lot of nothing. And you gave us a lot of nothing there, Les. Come on, dog. Don't do us like that. We all got <laughs> hey, our balls. Me, uh, hey, LZ, then, I mean, what would be the number one stat really in terms of probably determining winning and losing in games? And it's hard to do, but if there's one stat that if you win – a battle in the game, you probably have subset ninety percent chance to win in that game. I, I and that would be the, turn to, the turnover. The so that's just is, math. Is turnovers. That's, the, that's that's analytics. That's the nerds taking the drama and the entertainment out of sports radio. But uh, that's a that's a big part of it. And when you do, uh, when when we this year, right? Even even uh, we what we had a turnover or in every single game this year except maybe the the Seattle uh, playoff win and that game it wasn't like we were prolific on offense right we played good defense uh, we battled field position over there but what we didn't do is, is turn the ball over so why was it so difficult to be definitive about? Jared Goff's place with the franchise, considering in your own words, no one has won more since he's been with McVay other than Tom Brady. So uh, what was the first part of your question, LZ? Why why was it so difficult for you to definitively say he is our quarterback without the added at the moment, what's the date, you know, no disclaimers. This is our dude. Well, I think what we, what I'm trying to say, what Sean uh, did say 
what we as an organization or continue saying, right, is, hey, to have that role, we have to get better. We want to do better than we did in 2020. There is a good chance, right, we really want to continue playing good defense around here. Good chance, though, that we're not going to consistently be one in yards allowed, one in points, right? Can we consistently be top ten? Yes things like that that's a vision that's a realistic vision so with that being said we do want uh the offense to get better and that will allow us to right to get back back to being uh right a more let's call it dominant type team when you come play us right you're gonna you're gonna have to stop us you're gonna have to keep us from can we score fast can we score quick can we be more explosive and things like that and keep teams on their heel Less need Rams so, general manager with us here. Not being satisfied. Gotcha. Rams no, general no. manager, less need with us here on Sedano and LZ. George Sedano, LZ Granderson with you here. So, Les, you are an architect. You build these rosters. You also uh, mine the draft and, and everywhere, really, to find talent. And then you guys cultivate that talent. And then you understand that, you know, talent reaches a certain level and some guys have different ceilings than others. Where are we as far as jared and his ceiling has he reached that ceiling in your estimation is there another gear can he be the guy to push you guys forward from where you are to where you want to be especially uh considering jared's age at 26 there's definitely right uh room to refine your craft and, and we've seen that with some of these qbs right uh in the playoffs that are playing well into the to their 30s so, and at some level, right, some of the QBs may lose a little bit from a standpoint of, of some element of physicality that, that helps them do what they do. Uh, and, and, then it, and then some of the experience and some of the wisdom gained, uh, you can play cards better than maybe the young players. So all of the, the answer is yes to that. I think the key to us is organization, too. Even, I mean, we, we saw this game this weekend. I mean, it's hard to – Tom Brady's doing things that's unbelievable when he's been to 10 Super Bowls, but when, when you see a, a quarterback the caliber of Aaron Rodgers, right, you know, only get to one of those games, uh, that's hard to fathom. So it's not all the QB. It's on us, right, as an organization, uh, the Rams, myself, as an architect co-piloting this thing with Sean is to build a very, very sound football machine uh, that can contend, that can be in those games consistently, not put it all on the QB. I do think when you go play those games right, when a QB in those games plays well, you can definitely win one. But we want to we want to build a very sound football team, uh, and that's our vision, that's our goal. But yes, Jerry can definitely at age twenty six uh, get better, and he's been. He's been good, like I think LZ mentioned, right? Uh, since him and Sean started partnering together in 2017, only one QB's won, you know, won more games than him, and that's Tom Brady. That that's hard to do in the National Football League. Now, Les, you know, you and I know each other a little bit. I know you're a very cerebral person. You're not like Dan Campbell. You're not going to be talking about kneecap biting and stuff <laughs> like that. You're going to be really, really sort of surgical with the way you present things. So, with all that being said. You knew exactly how we would respond when you quote Aaron Rodgers multiple times in your presser. Were you trolling us, entertaining yourself, 
or were you saying, what's up, Aaron? What you doing? Uh, uh, to, so it, the answer would be technically I might have been trolling my, uh, my teenagers uh, 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 enlighten me on trolling. I can't, I, here's what I am, uh, and you said cerebral, well aware of probably what questions were coming. Uh, and interestingly, like uh, with Aaron Rodgers and, and the quote he had about the future being a, a beautiful mystery, right? I did know there was going to be a lot of questions about the future. And in those questions, like last year, like next year, like the year before, we're going to ask about individuals. This year in particular, uh, Jared, some, but in other years, it could have been Todd Gurley. Uh, it could be all of our unrestricted. Every one of those human beings have meant a lot to this organization. They've given up a lot. They've mighty a lot of plays for them. So technically, whatever we're going to do, and we don't necessarily know the blueprint right now. It's a way too early mock blueprint of the Rams offseason. But I did take that line and said, okay, I'll jokingly kind of use it. But uh, it wasn't meant to troll if troll is a – a negative thing. It was maybe just in gesture and fun, but I did think about it, LZ, and said, you know, that might be fun to do. <laughs> well, I'm glad you admitted that, which is tremendous, because most people in your position would not admit that. So we, we respect that, obviously, on many levels. Um, but I'll ask you this as a follow up to that, because hey, you have asked y'all this: this trolling is that like a, is that a negative? Because- my teenagers. Not necessarily. No, it, like, it, I think I was just having fun. No, no, it's that it trolling is kind of like you're just you're you're messing with people. You know right. that that that's it. Like you're, that's you're probably the best the way to describe wall, it. Letting everybody in on the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a good way to describe it. Now, now, look, you have pointed out that Jared is young. That you know people can grow and all that stuff. Um, what would it take for you guys? Because Sean has mentioned that there is comp- there's going to be competition across the board. What would it take for you guys to bring in competition for Jared at that position? I think uh, at that position, it's probably right, right player, uh, right fit. Uh, how does it how does it fit in terms of uh, you know engineering the the rest of the team and things like that? I think that's that's what it comes down to. But uh, it those. QBs, right? Do you, do you right? Hey, do you use draft capital, right? It, right? Which QBs are available? Have some that you have a lot of affinity for already gone. All all those things, all those variables. I think uh, with quarterbacks, uh, it probably boils down to economics of supply and demand. Easier said, easier said than done. But I do think uh, you know we we like the quarterback position we have now. And and what was really nice down the stretch was. Uh, finally getting a chance to see John do some things on the field, uh, come to life, you know, some of the things that we really liked about him when we brought him in. See him bring those to life. And, and what you do know, hey, there's, uh, there is a, a role for John. You do know, John, uh, that you do have right at minimum a backup who can come in and actually win a meaningful big game. And I think all, all organizations are, will be jacked to have that. Um, real quick for you, Les. Uh, you may yeah. or may not know, but today is National Spouse Day. National who day? Spouse. Na- National Spouses Day. Ooh, I need to yeah, know so that. I'm glad I gave you that little nugget. So do so do all of us, to be honest. So so I bring it up because because it is National Spouses Day. I know if my spouse came to me and I said, you know, hey, you're my husband for the moment. That probably wouldn't go <laughs> over very well. 
So I'm just curious as to how do you think Jared Goff is processing hearing he's the he's a Ram for now? Well, I, I think the, what I would answer that by uh, uh, my spouse is uh, unbelievable, um, very very smart, and I can tell you this: she will always and has no problem right bringing up to me how I can be a better spouse, LZ, and. And probably deserved that, right? Because I didn't know it was National Spouse Day. <laughs> but uh, so ultimately, right? I think the the thing this all started right with uh, Sean saying, you know what, we're going to have people compete for roles. Those roles are going to help us get better, and and that's on everyone in the building. And I think that's what we're trying to do. So I think every now and then with spouses, you're going to have. Uh, some tough conversations. Usually, it's 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 about how to uh, right improve, how to make the relationship better, how to do all of those things. Sometimes they're not uncomfortable. Sometimes they do uh, maybe uh, stir some type of anger. And then the key is how do you use those emotions to fuel right uh, some sort of improvement, some sort of moving to the next level. Because I do think at the core. Most of us do want to, right, hey, be a better father, be a better husband, be a better writer, be a better radio host, all of those things. Yeah, I don't want to be a better radio host for now, though. I just want to be a better radio host. <laughs> Is this one of your better segments? <laughs> oh, this was one of our better segments. You have helped oh, that, though. Now. You have absolutely aided that. There is no question about it. So, let's uh, need Maybe the Rams. Maybe questions. What's that? I was going to say, maybe it is LZ's questions, right? I mean, that maybe. could have been the reason this segment is so worth listening to. Maybe. There's no question. No question about it. Uh, Les, thank you so much for taking the time to always uh, answer our tough questions and our deal with our shenanigans as well. We appreciate it. No, it's shenanigans. That's what I was doing today with the, the beautiful <laughs> feature is beautiful, whatever, quotes, mysterious. Trolling. 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 Get with the lingo, Trolling. Sneed. Trolling. There you go. There you go. All right, Les, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, sir. All right. There he is, Rams GM, Les Sneed. All right, a lot to unpack there, LZ. Uh, we will be back in two minutes. Sedano and LZ, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Show is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Thanks to Les Sneed, Rams general manager, for joining us there. We will discuss that interview here in just a moment. Uh, we'll be self-indulgent that way. Uh, but first, Greg, what do you got? Uh, well, the Hall of Fame voted today for Major League Baseball, and nobody, nobody got into the Hall of Fame. Nobody. But, but what the weird thing was that Kurt Schilling then went on Twitter and said mm. that he is taking himself out for next year. He does not want to be on the ballot next year. He wants to wait until the Veterans Committee. Is that a smart idea for Kurt Schilling? Um, it, I actually think it's just a silly emotional uh, reaction to him. Um, 
look, it, he's been on the ballot how many years? Do you know, Greg, how many years he's been on yet? Uh, he has one year left. So what is it, 15 years that you're on? So No, there's no oh, way it's, it's, he's been on for 15 years. He hasn't no, been no, retired no. that long. He's been on for a while. I forget how I can look up exactly how many years. Yeah. Well, anyway, it, he's got to have at least several more years on there where he could be available. If he look, he's just he's using the fact that he's never won a Cy Young, right? Um, that he doesn't have the requisite numbers per se to get in. He's getting in on postseason success, which potentially, which is fine, but it's not the standard LZ that baseball normally goes by. No, it is not. And what he's trying to do is, you know, build support over this narrative that the media doesn't like him because of his politics. Correct. And I'm not going to say what he has done or said in retirement isn't on the minds of voters. I don't know. But what I do know is that his case wasn't airtight, to your point, with or without the comments he's made in retirement. He's a fantastic postseason performer, but this isn't just about the postseason. <laughs> you know? Otherwise, we wouldn't be scratching our head about Eli Manning. We'd be like, oh, two Super Bowls, boom, done. No, because there's a regular season where numbers are accumulated. And at no point, at least as far as I'm concerned, at no point in his career did I think he was the best pitcher in baseball. Did you? No, he was the best postseason pitcher for a stretch. Yeah, but right. not not the best pitcher. Um, look, Jose Canseco tweeted this out today. Kurt Schilling would be a disgrace to the Hall of Fame. When Jose Canseco is saying that about you, <laughs> what the hell do you need to say, okay? Well, he has said some really disgusting things. Yeah. And, you know, the Hall of Fame voting is not supposed to be about anything other than just the numbers. Correct. But we know that's not true because yeah. if the, if that were true, then we wouldn't have all these guys hanging around. We would have voted them in the first time because their numbers aren't changing. Yeah, for sure. Um, but again, even like to, to, to the point I mentioned earlier, just his numbers are just, you know, they're not necessarily Hall of Fame good. It, it's borderline, but, you know, it's the borderline. championship stuff is what puts him over in theory. But it's not a lock, I, I think. I've always made that case, and people have gotten very angry at me when I say that. But, I mean, if you compare him to all the rest of the guys in there, you know. And, by the way, he's also an idiot because he got 71.1% of the vote. He just needs 75 to get in. There's a pretty decent chance he gets close next year. Yeah, well, as I said, if, if Hall of Fame voting, regardless of the sport, was strictly about the statistics, then we would have a lot more unanimous votes and we would have – not that many people getting in the second, third, or fourth time because your numbers are the numbers. Yeah. They're not changing yeah. just because another year has gone by. Yeah. Kurt Schilling missed by 16 votes this year. He's probably going to get the 16 votes next year in a sport where they've never voted anyone, I think, unanimously. Um, so he's basically doing this was thing. Mario? Was it Rivera? Oh, Rivera was the only one. You're yeah. right. Um, he's basically doing, you can't fire me. I quit. <sighs> By the way, this was his ninth time on the ballot. It's you only are eligible ten times. So yeah, I'm seeing it here. The last time. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. Because you oh, said really? fifteen, and I would say there's no way it's been fifteen. Like that's no. He well, he stopped in 2007, so it's been it's getting close. Yeah. Um, all right, jerk. That's what you need to know. <laughs> Presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. All right, LZ. Let's be self indulgent here for a moment. All right. Um, I feel like we did the best we could to get straight answers out of less. Yes. I, I believe so. You know, I think we pushed him and appropriately. I think that the follow-up questions were, were spot on. And I thought he did a masterful job of saying, 
I'm not going to satisfy you with the answers you're looking for. I'm not right. telling you we're trading for Aaron Rodgers. Right. I know that's what you're asking, but I'm not telling you that. Yeah. Yeah, nor can he, by the way. You nor know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's that so part of the cat, equation, too. So it's a good cat and mouse game. But um, I am glad, though, that after the initial question, he got a little bit more real with us and didn't give us sort of like a, you know, general, the offensive line needs improvement and, you know, a slot receiver's health is in question. and blah. It's like, come on, dog. Yeah. Well, I thought the QB. I thought the way you and I hand, like tag team, like it's you know that meme that's on uh, on Twitter that it's like it's it's two guys locking in like a arm wrestling kind of lock, right? But it's like more like like they're 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 locked in arms, and it's a, a black arm and a, and a and a and a white arm. That was you and me basically yeah. in that moment as we locked in arms there, and you you gave him the that's cute, come on, dog, and I was like. <laughs> Were you ever a quarterback? Because, you know, they say a whole lot of stuff, but don't say a whole lot of nothing, but say a whole lot of nothing. And I feel like he realized, oh, this ain't going to be the type of interview that I'm used to. <laughs> which is good, which is, which is all good. He's, yeah. he's been on with us, you know, basically Numerous since times. you and I have been yeah. on air here. Yes, yes. And so, you know, we both know each other. We all know each other fairly well. And, you know, I thought it was an insightful interview because at the end of the day, um, all he really did at the core of the conversation was confirm what we all have been suspecting for a number of weeks now. Right. Which is Jared Goff's place with this organization is in question. Correct. And then that's literally just pretty much what he confirmed. Not starting him right away against Seattle was another large sign that's hard to ignore. And then clearly the follow-up conversation after, you know, the loss in Green Bay. So, at the end of the day, he just confirmed what many of us knew. Jared Goff's status is, is questionable here. Yeah. Um, I would say tenuous at best. Fair? At best. At best. Yeah, but, it's... you know, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's hard. It, it's, it's really hard because he also did bring up some really good points when you ask about the ceiling. The truth is, he still is young. Mm-hmm. And some QBs have gotten better with age. I think about Rich Gannon, who, you know, flipped the switch at 30, and all of a sudden now he's a, you know, final, he's an MVP and he's in the Super Bowl, right? So it's like, I I hear what he's saying, but my point has always been this, and the listeners know that. Number one, Rams are my five. But number two, when you think about Sean McVay and this team and how it's built and how it's been winning, I still believe you can win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff as your starting quarterback. But the question isn't that. The question is, are you able to win multiple Super Bowls with a better quarterback? Can you get a better quarterback so that multiple Super Bowls become the conversation? Correct. And not, we can win one with Joe Flacco. Right. We can win one with Trent Dilfer. Right. But I I am also, I I don't know if he's, if he's even Joe Flacco or Trent Dilfer anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I personally think that time may have passed. You see what I'm saying? Like you get, you know, what, what is it? Eminem uh, one shot, right? You get one shot, right? Like that. I, I feel like that was his shot. And, and I'm not saying it was all on him in that game because Sean came out and said that, you know, back, you know, not to relitigate the Super Bowl from several years ago, but Sean talked about how a lot of that was on him. But if, to your point, if he was, if, if golf was an elite quarterback, 
you would be in these situations more frequently. And because of this great defense you have that Les alluded to, and we've discussed at nauseum, you would have a legit chance of actually winning this thing more regularly. And we're sitting here kind of with a wing and a hope and a prayer uh, on Jared Goff's evolution, which, let's face it, you mentioned Rich Gannon, but clearly we both know that's an outlier situation. It's an outlier situation, you know, but that's what I'm saying. You know, you could win with that scenario. Right. Once. Maybe. Maybe once. Right. Or you could roll the dice like they did in Seattle when they thought they had the quarterback of the future. They looked at Russell Wilson and said, you know what? I know we pay for this dude, but this one might get us to multiple Super Bowls. And Correct. That's what happened. Yeah. They've been to Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Coming up next, if you want to hit us up on the Rams, how did you feel we did with less? Were we too hard? Uh, were we too soft? Could we? Should we have pressed even more? Uh, what do you make of this Aaron Rodgers possibility? Um, if you're the Rams, do you do everything in your power to make that happen? 877-710-ESPN. Uh, plus, LeBron James was set off yesterday, LZ, and there was a specific reason why. We will get to that. And as we are honoring Kobe Bryant today, we are celebrating his life. We're going to talk about some of the greatest moments in Kobe Bryant's career. If you have some of those as well, feel free to share them with us at 877-710-ESPN. Sedano and LZ, back in three and a half minutes. 